What's up, guys? It's Bang and Egg. We are the Mouthy Michiganders, and we finally did it. We finally, we fucking did it. Yeah. We've been talking about it for. We finally did it. A couple months now. Well, a while now, actually. We brought it up here and there about doing a Deadwood review, season review, episode by episode. And uh, sucker, the time is here, you fucking cocksuckers. And yes, we don't, we don't have to. Uh, Feel ashamed about saying f words and swearing and all that no. shit. Because uh, in honor of Deadwood, we will say gonna, all of those things. We're gonna say as many as we can, motherfuckers. No, <laughs> yes, the time is here for finally fucking woo, fucking woo, cocksuckers. <laughs> the time is here for Deadwood review. Yeah, uh, it doesn't have an official name. It's nope. just a Deadwood Deadwood review. Bang and dang Deadwood. Bang and dang review Deadwood. That's pretty Bang, much it. Go Doesn't need Deadwood. a name. I mean, this is Mouth of Michiganders. We are in Deadwood right now on we are. Main Street. We are. Set in the 1870s before and after its annexation into the Dakota into the Dakota Territory. Right. Starring Timothy 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 Olympeth. Timothy Olympeth and Seth Bullock. You guys might know him from What's he from? What's that one with him and um uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, um, Santa Clara Diet. Yeah, Santa Clara Diet or uh, Santa Clarita Diet or something. Yeah, Santa Clarita Diet. And there's something else. I get him and the other guy mixed up. Josh Duhamel. Yeah. yeah. To me, the Olympic, he's been in, uh, he's been in a couple movies. Right. That everybody would know. But, uh, yeah, Deadwood. I mean, what a fucking show. Was so popular, but yet only lasted three seasons. Three Number seasons. Number one. Number two. 30 episodes. Who was doing a Wild West? Who's ever done a Wild West this raw and gritty before? Has there ever been a Wild West show, movie, or anything that's been I mean, this? I mean, granted, it is a little far-fetched. Well, obviously, it's jazzed up for but for uh, but production was, and all that shit. It was pretty but. much as close as you can get without... They had to put that shit in there to be like, you know, uh, you know. But it was probably really like that. I would say... Uh, well, it's already been discussed that they didn't say... The F word and all that kind of yeah, stuff. They didn't. They fuck, didn't use that kind of fuck lo- cocksucker. Right. And suck my prick and that shit. Right. But I mean, you know, they had their words for the most part. I mean, you got your historical figures here. Um, Ian Machine stars at the Gem Saloon owner Al Swearingen. The fucking anybody don't know Ian Machine? He stars in American Gods. It's also a good series. You he is. Want to check it out? He's also um, the hotel manager. Not the hotel manager. Um, oh, he's the uh, he's Hellboy. The, no, he's the guy. Uh, yeah, the new Hellboy. In, in John Wick. Oh, is it? He's, oh, yeah. the, he's the head guy. He's the head guy in John Wick. He's also the guy in the new Hellboy. He's the head guy. I didn't see the new Hellboy. I didn't want to. He's, it's pretty good, bud. Probably ruined I mean, the, the first no, one for me. Oh, they definitely ruined. you never seen the first one? Of course I've seen the first one. And the second one. It ain't like them ones, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, Ian McShane. Um, good actor. Great actor. And then, like I said, all portrayals of other notable historical figures: Wild Bill, Saul Star, Calamity Jane, Charlie Utter, Jack McCall, George Hurst. I mean, countless, countless, countless. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of these are uh, names in like White Earp and uh, pass through. Yeah, yeah, pass through. This these guys town. I named actually lived, lived there, lived right. and died in Deadwood. Right. All of this, except for George Hurst, I believe. But uh, a lot of their stuff is a little. Obviously, it's fucking a TV show, so it's not going to be right. historically accurate 100%, right. but they, they do they switch some stuff pretty around. much accurate as far as portraying what kind of per- people they were, I guess. Right. So, uh, created by David Milch, 
um, him first having the idea of showing how civilizations come together from chaos by surrounding itself with symbols. It was a perfect Boomtown movie, really. Well, David Milch originally wanted to do uh, this show basically with the Roman civilization, civilization with the symbol being the Holy Cross. Right. HBO had a show called Rome at the time, so they were like, yeah, it's not going to work. Can't have two show about Rome, so... He retooled it to be about Deadwood, and the symbol, instead of being the Holy Cross for Romans, the symbol is gold. Gold. That's how they. That's how this town all comes together through chaos. Is their one uniting force is gold. That's what gold. everybody's looking to looking to get rich over there. Well, it ran from March twenty first, which. Fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Here's Ooh, your fun fact. We like fun facts. The show is debuting on March twenty first. Exactly, 17 years. That was not day. planned. It was not, well. I mean, it was planned to do this show, but it just happened to well, it just It wasn't out. planned to do it the 21st, but right. once I once I started looking into, like, fucking when it debuted, I was like, dude, the 21st is, like, coming up. So might as well debut on the 21st. And it's a Sunday. Right. So this is Sunday, and ironically enough, March 21st, 2004 was also a Sunday. 17 years so, to the day. Exactly, 17 years to the day, March 21st, 2004 to August 27th, 2006. Short run of only three seasons, 36 episodes. Uh, Milch declined a fourth season, though, that would only be six episodes. So HBO was like, we can't do the usual 12. We'll give you six. And he's like, yeah, I'll make two full-length movies instead. But he didn't. Well, he made one so far. But So since each season represented two weeks in Deadwood, I didn't know that until I read this. Each season is two weeks in Deadwood with every episode representing the day. So six episode uh, in a four season wouldn't work, obviously. Right. So he decided to do two, two films that he could wrap up the storylines with a broader narrative. So that would work better in a film. Damn right. Yeah. Well, well, during this run, the show was nominated for 28 grant, or Emmys and winning eight of them. That's sad. Mostly for, eight. yeah, but it was actually mostly for cinematic. Right. Like the look visuals and stuff like that. I think a couple episodes won Best Writer, and that was about it. Like no actors won awards. But it also won one Golden Globe, which Golden Golden Globe, which the actor Ian McShane did win Best Actor in a Drama Series. So mm. got that to his name. But yeah, this this show constantly rated in at least in the top ten to twenty of the greatest television shows of all time. I'd say. Um. Yeah. If, ran, if this show would have ran another three or four seasons longer, it could easily been better than The Sopranos, the best right series ever right. ever made ever ever made. made. The storytelling was fucking great. The action, I mean, I mean, it was just fucking fantastic. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff uh, that we're going to get to. Uh, Seth Bullock and Ian McShane, those two guys. If, I don't even think if they were there, you know, it would have been that good. Uh, probably not. Those two guys right there made that show. Had Seth Bull or, uh, e, or t- <laughs> has Timothy Olympet played a Wild West character before this? I believe so. I don't think he did. Yeah, I believe so. Filmography. Oh, that's right. He was in Scream 2. Yep. Forget about that. Mm-hmm. Gone in six seconds. That's right. Oh, he was the detective, right? Yep. With the black guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was a rock star. Rock star. Yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. a rock star. Obviously. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Right. How the fuck did I forget about that? Yeah. The girl next door. He was the guy from yeah, the girl next door. Yeah, he's the fucking pimp thought, guy, yeah, dude. I thought that was Josh Dumholl. Oh. Okay. Live free or die hard. Never saw it. Either or. Those ones. Oh, TV shows. That's he, good enough for me. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, too. Forget about that. Yeah. I didn't see that okay, movie. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, this is only this Western. Is he was in My Name is Earl for an episode. Damages. Yeah. Never saw it. Yeah. 
justified. He he's pretty much guy. was the main guy in that. Don't know what guy. that is. What is it about? He's a, it's uh, an American Western crime. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah he's a fucking um. Uh, the wife watches it. He's a fucking uh, detective or a the, the sheriff or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, he was in the grinder. No shit. For four episodes. Santa Clarita Diet. Obviously, we know that. And uh, Fargo. I never watched this Fargo. This new season. Plus, he was in an episode of The Mandalorian, so dude's still getting work coming around. So, yeah. A couple Damn, of... he was in Turok. Oh, shit. A video game, yeah, I guess. And he was Call a cowboy. He was a cowboy. And Call of Duty. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Definitely some notable shit for Mr. Olympic. Right. Bunch of other notable actors are throughout this whole series, so you'll see as we move on to Season 1, Episode 1, the... The pilot episode, fittingly called Deadwood, which aired March 21st, 2004. A fun fact for this episode, it's known for its use of profanity, obviously, and it's said that the series has a total of 2,980 fucks. 2,900 in the whole series? In the whole series, which is set at an average of 1.56 fucks every minute of each show. This is the very first episode that we're about to review right now. I guess recap review. It's not really a re- it's a recap and a review. Right. We don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um the very first episode had the word fuck uttered forty three times. Isn't that crazy? Forty three times. Isn't that crazy? It is fucking crazy. <laughs> As we have already probably eclipsed that forty three fuck mark. So we're gonna end up yeah. Right. And if not, we're gonna say it until we do. Right, fuck. Fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 counter. fuck, 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 give us at least 10. Right there, right? <laughs> every time, I'm going to have to go through this episode and put a ding every time fuck's uttered. So it's going to be ding, 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 ding. That's all it'll be. You <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't even hear us talk. It'd just be dings. It'd be ding, yeah. dings. <laughs> well, the series opens up in Montana Territory, May 1886. It does. We got Seth Bullock for the first time. We're seeing him. He's Marshal of uh, Montana Tor- Montana. <laughs> He's the marshal of the Montana Territory. Right. In his little He's fucking... in his uh, jail cell with a prisoner. Well, he's not in the jail cell. Well, yeah. <laughs> he's in the jail house. He's jail house. There you go. Prisoner's got a prisoner in there. And the prisoner says, is it true there's no law in Deadwood? He's like, why are you talking about Deadwood? We're not in Deadwood. Well, he's leaving for Deadwood. Right. They know that he's leaving. So right. he says, uh, is it true there's no law in Deadwood? And Bullock's like, why are you? Why are you talking to me? Basically, <laughs> pretty much. Then the prisoner starts trying to sweet talk his way out right. of jail, saying, "Hey, man, there's a there's a couple scores I know on the way to Deadwood." Saying anything he can, pretty much to try to get off, knowing damn well there's nothing to score anywhere. And if there is, you're probably gonna try to kill him. Well, I don't know. I think he get moited. I think he definitely knows where some scores are on the right. way to Deadwood. But Bullock, he he's thinking this guy. I'm gonna put him out. As soon as I can. Like, this guy like, thinks he's fucking funny, doesn't he? Right. Well, just then, Saw Star appears for the very first time again, or again. Again. Very Saw- first time again. <laughs> Saw Star <laughs> appears. He tells Seth, he says, uh, there's a mob coming for that there prisoner. Right. And uh, Bullock, are they mob Picture, comes? Like- it, yeah, it's like the scene that you see where the, the, the townspeople are coming with the pitchforks and fucking uh, their Their flamers. fire. Their yeah. fire sticks. Well, like, yeah, the fire sticks. <laughs> Bring him out there, Sheriff. Bullock says, well, no, we're going to hang him, or you guys ain't going to kill him. He's going to die under the law. His sentence is to be hanged, so we're going to have to We're gonna have to have hang him under the law. Hang him right now. And then uh, Seth says, what do you Which you really do? don't make no sense, because didn't they still go through, like, the court, and if the judge was like, all right, hang him. 
Well, no, because the, the prisoner had already been sentenced to hang. He was waiting to transfer him oh, to the next town right. to that's fucking right. hang him. Oh, dumbass. And then um, or he was hanging him the next morning or something. Right. Yes, it was. It was hanging next morning. And these guys were like, no, we should do it. Because his sister, he was waiting on his right. sister. And that's what the uh, right. prisoner tells right. him. And right. Seth's right. like, well, right. you got any, right. Uh, right. Right. got any last words for me to tell your sister? Well, the little mad crowd is sitting there with the little pitchforks. If you guys, if you guys are, if you guys watch this, or remember this scene, you got well, what eight, nine guys, yeah, at least ten. Oh, wanting Moita, you hand him over so we, can, so we can rip their his bones out of his body and slap him with his own uh, uh, ankle on the back of his head. Uh, that would be hard. His ankle on the back of his head. Yeah, that would hurt. Basically, they want to kill him. Right. And then if if you watch this, when you all see uh, what a uh, deputy does. Was he a deputy? Yeah, he was the marshal. He was the marshal. Well, the prisoner tells Seth mm. uh, his last rights to give to his sister. And uh, the prisoner fucking... Does he step down or is this... Yeah, he said, y'all go to hell or some shit. Yeah, he, he said, fuck you. Fuck you all to hell. Then he stepped off. Break loose. <laughs> <laughs> then he stepped off the stool. Yeah, and, but uh, it was just enough where not... he can touch the ground. Right. And so uh, Seth has to grab his legs and uh, yank down and break that neck. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, like Dang was just alluding to the whole crowd that just wanted to kill this guy in bloody murder are looking right. on like. Oh, my. Right. Wow. Seriously? Jeez, That's brutal. We were, we were just going to beat him to death. <laughs> right. We were going to make him, su- well, like, yeah. what, he suffered more, beaten to death, or how he just died? Uh, I think getting beat to death. Yeah, he was choking there for a couple seconds. Right, that's got to be uh, pretty fucked up. Right. Either or the mob is like, wow, <laughs> can't believe I just saw that. <laughs> so they turn around like a Simpsons show and just go home. <laughs> like, All right, whatever. Well, almost. Bullock says, who's going to give uh, his last rights to his sister? Then the lead gang leader says, nobody better step up. The one dude that's sitting next to him does, though, yeah, the one he? guy that's next to him, he's like, fuck it. Yeah, he's like, I will. And then uh, Bullock gives uh, the last rights that he read and his badge. He says, I'm done being marshal of this godforsaken fucking territory. Saul, let's go, baby. Yeah, and they ride out of town. Right out of town. Right out of town. Then the next scene. <laughs> the was, next scene is where we really see. Uh, this was actually a really good scene. Better than the first one. Because then they go to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That first scene sets the tone for. It does. For the for, type of person that Bullock is. Bullock, yeah. He's following the law. Right. Number one. And he's the bad. And number yeah. two. But he still has compassion for. Right. The criminal, number one, and just for people in general, he's but, not going to fucking um, treat him like shit just because he's a criminal. But he will blow your brains out. Oh, for fuck. Fuck, 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 <laughs> He will. Well, then we go to the other unfortunate soul in this, uh, the first unfortunate, no, not the first one, actually. He's more like the seventh unfortunate show by the time he meets his demise. But we uh, cut to a wagon train in the Black Hills traveling yep. uh, Wild Bill, scene. Jane, and Charlie seen for the very first time in these episodes. That was a good introduction for Wild Bill and a character like um, Calamity Jane. And you know, everybody knows Charlie Utter just a... Well, ready to go. We see the type of person he's, that... He's running the horse, you know, he's just... We see the type of person that Jane is already. She's fucking 
yelling at the people because the wagon broke down again. And then when she comes up to Bill, she's all sweet and's like, Bill, all right, you want me to go fetch whiskey for your headache? No, I don't want no dead souls. (laughs) I don't want no no, uh, casualties on my conscience. And then we just see Charlie staring on in disbelief, I guess. Um, Right. So that kind of sets the character of all three of those already. Jane's going to be a loudmouth fucking right. bitch, but at the same time, swooning over Wild Bill, which we... We already know who Wild Bill is. We've so. covered Wild Bill in our Outlaws and Gunslingers episode already, so you guys should already know the story about him. I'd say Charlie Utter was probably my top three favorite characters in the whole series. Charlie's a good man. Yeah. Charlie Utter. You can count him for anything. Well, like I was saying, you can tell that Jane wants Bill because she's shouting at... Uh, the camp or the wagon that broke down, and then soon she sees Bill. She's all nice, and yep. you can tell she's smiley, and she don't <laughs> smile for nobody but Bill, first of all. So, um, and then we cut to the scene. We see Deadwood for the first time. A wide shot coming out, and just all the little tent shacks coming. Bullock. A boomtown in progress, like we've had in our old on our old West show. As you, uh, know, Outlaws and as Guns you guys things. already know how boomtowns pop up. You got some built wood. Uh, Buildings, and then you got tents everywhere until those become wood buildings. Well, I was saying it was crazy as Bullock and Saul are coming through town. All little, you see is construction, yeah. tents, muddy ass roads, and just it's like if you go to Chinatown, tons of people. It reminded me of like Chinatown, just flocked with people in that little you know, go through the little alleys, and just yeah, that's what it kind of is. And I like that about a western because usually most westerns you walk in and the town's dead. And it's dry, dusty, dry, dry, dusty, dusty streets. And then, that. yeah, and then there's like 30 people in the saloon. But you can already tell it sets the scene again. And we're going to be saying this a lot in this episode because we're here. We are obviously it's the pilot. You want to set the scene. Right. So we're setting the scene of Deadwood being number one. Kind of a madhouse already because there's so many people running around. You see a bunch of buildings constructed and tents, which t- tells you that it's still it's booming right, right. at the moment. It's, it ain't even complete. Yep. And the roads you can already see are nasty and muddy, so that's like this is a rough and this is a rough town. Up and you gotta, going. You got to have some fucking balls to uh, survive in this place already. You can tell. Well, this is probably like what maybe a year after gold was already like oh gold over here. It's about a year for everybody to get there. I don't even think it was uh, maybe about a year, but this is two. You think. This is two just right after. Um, Custer's last stand and battle battle Little Bighorn, right in this same area in the Black Hills by Deadwood and all that shit. So tensions are high already. Skirmishes with Indians and you're popping up this new town. So this town you already know is rough. It's a rough one. Lawless. Lawless. Is it? So the prisoner was right. Oh, if the only if only the poor little prisoner could have uh, seen what, what was happening. He right. loved it. Ain't that some shit? Well, old Solly and uh, Bullock, they go onto the corner and they see old Dan for the first time. Everybody knows Dan. He knows Dan. Dan loves Dan. Dan Doherty. Mm. He says, this lot's going to be $20 a day. You pay every morning to who? Al Swearingen. Al Swearingen. They're like, it. like, we can arrange that. Right. $20 a day. And the goods they have, they can easily make that. Oh, for sure. $20 a day to set up a tent and sell fucking goods? Why not? <laughs> My favorite part is when they set it up, and he's like, all right, man. And then uh, Bullock and Star, Star are outside their little tent. <laughs> and there's like, it's a street full of people. They're all doing their business, and it's, you know, loud, you know, people conversating and shit. And you got Bullock just sitting there talking, just like he's talking to me and you 
trying to get people's attention what they got. <laughs> We're not to that. That was great. We'll get there. Uh, no. No, we'll get there. They haven't set up their tent yet. They're just now purchasing the lot. Right. Renting the lot. So they're just now arriving in town. It's still daytime. They didn't set up. We'll get there, man. You're, you're over jumping the shit here. Because then after that scene. When you edit that out and put it in there, I want to say that again. <laughs> well, it's a long ways away. You might say it again. I might. They rent a lot on the corner, obviously. And then they cut to Al and uh, we see Al and James Elworth. Is his name James? <laughs> What's his name? Ellsworth. Oh, I know it's Ellsworth, but is what's his first name? Oh, fucking and well, we see Ellsworth for the first time, which if you've seen Deadwood, you know Ellsworth is. And if not, he's going to play an integral part in this whole series. Ellsworth tells Al that he has he has a paying gold plot, to which Al's like, "Good for you, buddy." <laughs> Pretty much. And then just then, boom! <laughs> right. We hear that gunshot. Cut to Trixie, who's a whore upstairs. Yeah. What do you think happened? And one of the customers, she shoots in the head. Doc runs in. Al runs in. All the people run in. Dan runs in. And he's like, what the fuck just happened? What did you do? Right. She's like, he beat me, Al. He beat me, Al. He's like, shut the fuck up, you whore. You whore. You whore. <laughs> you don't ever hurt the customer. So the guy dies eventually. And Trixie How long and he live? What 20 minutes. Like 20 minutes. 20 shot minutes. right through the side of the head. Right through the head. One of the most. The temple. One of the most fucking. Uh, not gruesome. I would say like. Uh. I don't know. It wasn't gruesome, but it was pretty badass when the doctor put the thing through his head. Yeah. Puts that metal probe like all the way through. And then you hear the. That, that was badass. That's so fucking gross. I guess people will say it's gruesome. I think it's pretty fucking gruesome. I don't, think, I don't think I've ever seen a scene where somebody puts a probe through a bullet hole that will go through the head. So uh, I'm pretty sure you have. I don't think it's so. not a probe <laughs> like that where he's just like. Maybe like a Saw movie, I guess, where they're getting, right. you know, like. Right murdered and mutilated or something like that but still i don't know i get more grossed out from that that probe to the bullet hole than i would have a fucking slasher movie getting gored so it's true but nevertheless al's like hey doc you drink for free today i expect you not to yeah, don't say to keep don't the, open your what do you say i expect you to uh keep the gun out of the whore's hand yeah out of the whore's hand and doc's like well that wouldn't come for me and then fucking Swearinger said uh, he did himself in. He did himself in. Then he's like, come on, bitch. Yeah. Well, you know what's about to happen oh. to her. Um, He tells uh his assistant, like, I don't remember his fucking name, but they go, he said, uh, get the Chinaman. Yeah, Mr. Wu. <laughs> you, Mr. Wu has pigs, put it that way. All right. Just then, we cut to another scene, and finally, Mr. Wild Bill arrives in town after being held up in the wagon train, and the first thing he's looking for is some whiskey. He said, uh, I don't need I don't need Jane to kill anybody for normal whiskey. I can nope. buy it myself now. I get it now. And then Wild 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 Jane. <laughs> Jane passes. <laughs> wild, wild Jane. Jane. Wild Jane. I guess she's if she wild. married Wild Wild Bill, would she be known as Wild Jane? I would say. Wild <laughs> I would let it happen. Wild Jane and Bill. <laughs> I would acknowledge it that way. Well Jane's passing by on the on her horse and uh, she happens to pass the Metz family. Oh. Who says Swedish family and says they headed back to Minnesota. I think Whoa. that's more like, is that like a Swedish? I don't know. I don't fucking know how Sweden And talks. she's like, okay. So that's the first glimpse of the old Mets family who will come in pretty major role coming up in this, uh, later up in this episode. Right. Saul looks at Bolak while they're unloading. And he says, wow, Bill's in town. Bolak's like, meh. <laughs> 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 All right. Pretty much. Like, what do you want me to do? And then we cut back to. This He's is probably a, thinking good. That's good. 
Maybe. Or maybe he's like competition. I don't I know. know who Wild Bill is. Well, uh, this is a lot of cutting because they cut to, they do. They try to get everybody's uh, shit in. This is the thing about Deadwood. They'll cut. Yeah. There's three different stories going on at the same time, and those constantly cut. It's like a soap opera. To each of it's them. like you're General Hospital. But anyways, Trixie says, uh, he beat the shit out of me, Al. And Al's like, yeah, beat the shit out of you. Chokes her to death. Puts his, chokes uh, her head to death. Pretty much. Puts his boot on her throat, and she's like, I'll be a good girl. I'll be a good girl. And I bet you will. Yep. Then we cut to another scene. Wild Bill walks into the hotel, and we yep. see old E.B. for the first time. Yep, e. Who's the hotel owner there in Deadwood, and uh, future mayor. Future mayor. Future mayor. <laughs> was he? And uh, known cohort of Mr. Al Swearingen. Yeah, was he? <laughs> right. <laughs> was he uh, voluntarily? Maybe. Right. Maybe not. For that but. moment in time. Well, Charlie and Wild Bill says we want two separate rooms because we can't stand looking at each other no more. Yeah. But EB's like, can't we only got you. one room. I can get you two tomorrow. Yeah. And then he jokes to Wild Bill. He says he can't give him two rooms unless he kills a person. Yeah. <laughs> and and Bill like, is not amused. That don't impress me much. He's like, ooh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but EB fucking looks scared as shit after uh, Wild Bill just looked at him like, really, motherfucker? He's like, yeah, I better shut up. Really? So Wild Bill probably got his room, probably got his room, and oh, Charlie had to sleep in the old Let's be honest. Wagon. Let's be honest. Wild Bill didn't use his room. Right. But for like an hour. Maybe. Right. Because you already know he's playing poker. All night. Which we'll see. But oh, night long. Then here's where we cut to the scene of what you just said you love. Saul and Seth prepare to open their hardware right, store. Here we go. Seth is visibly nervous. He's like, and then Saul has to reassure him. Saul's like, dude, we got quality fucking um, right. quality these, stuff here. These products here, people need. This is handmade quality shit we're talking well, here. Well, it's all stuff they need to go mining. Everything. Everything. Saul's like, dude, we got this, but you can't go out there with your fly uh, zipped, unzipped. Yeah, we look down. He's like, what? So, yeah, they go out there. And back then, they didn't even have zippers, I don't think. Probably not. It was all buttons. Right. So I mean, was there zippers in the eighteen? He didn't say unzip though. He just said fly down. When was so. this? Eighteen seventies. Eighteen seventy seven, seventy six. Right. I don't think um, there's no zippers then. I mean, there could have been. Hmm. Probably not though. I Either or, fly undone. He didn't say fly unzip though. He said fly undone. Fly on who? Fly undone. With your fly undone, right? Okay. Applied for a patent for a sliding fastener in eighteen ninety one. Okay. So there wasn't no zipper in this deadwood. Right. No episode and early zipper designs had many flaws, and it wasn't until 1914 right. when uh, Gideon, which you guys, or that's Gildan, sorry, right. Gideon Sunback brought forth his version that the zipper became a reliable uh, item. So uh, definitely no zippers. No. In this uh, version of right. Deadwood that we're watching here, so does right. it say fly undone? Yeah. I think fly down, fly undone. Yeah. Either or, his fly's open. He says you can't go out there looking like that, can you? Hmm. So he goes out there and he starts, yeah, like Dang said, <laughs> boots, boots, got everything you need, <laughs> speaking all nervously. And then boots. Saul, Saul comes yeah. up and saves him, starts yelling out like, boots, prices. Boots, $10. We got you right here. We got you. You got your pickaxe for $12. We got your knee highs for 20 Right. Shovels. All that good stuff. Yeah. Just then, some guy comes with uh, another business's product, soap or some shit. He's yeah. like, I knew this guy said there was going to be a prize. I just won $5. I found $5 bill in my soda pack. <laughs> Seth in my Walker. Soda pack. <laughs> in, my, in my soap. In my soap pack. pack. <laughs> in my soap pack. <laughs> in my soap pack. 
<laughs> Seth goes over to him and says, you run your business somewhere else, motherfucker. All right. So again, establishing the uh, kind of character that Seth is. Just calmly walks up to the guy and looks at him and says, you get your ass out. And the guy gives a little yeah. tip of the hat and says, no problem, sir. No problem. Then we cut to old Miss Alma Garrett for the first time. Mm, uh, she'll have a nice little history in this show. Right. Oh, drunk herself. Would yes. be drunk? Uh, well, no, druggy. Yeah. Laudanum is pretty much uh, morphine in general. Right. Yeah. Or it's not morphine. It's um that shit that's in syrup. What is that? It's in Jaeger, too. Starts with a C, right? Codeine. Codeine, yeah. That's pretty much what it is. But a little stronger. A lot stronger. So, yeah. But this bitch is over there fucking... Taking a little, what are they called? <laughs> How do I not remember things all of a sudden? <laughs> what is that thing called? The dauber, the dabber, the dauber, the dopper? It's a syringe. The fucking, it's not a syringe though. It's yeah. a little thing you squeeze and it sucks yeah. up. Syringe. A dauber, dauber, maybe. Either or, it's She's taking laudanum out of the dauber, and we see that uh, if you've any, if you've seen any Wild West stuff, particularly Tombstone, you know that uh, Wyatt's wife has a little problem with the same exact uh, um, drug. So you can already guess. What the hell's uh, she's got going on for her? I'm pretty sure all the women probably had that problem. Because they got it for headaches and shit, and they probably really didn't drink too much. How many people, what the fuck is people's problem with headaches back in the day? Why the fuck are they always having headaches? This is my uh, question. I got a headache problem. <laughs> like Wild Bill had it. So Wild Bill kind of looks like a bitch. Right. Yeah, they actually, yeah, and now I'm connecting that. Wild Bill kind of looks like a bitch, because the only people that you ever hear about having headaches in, like, Wild West movie is the chicks. Right. Unless he had something going on with his brain. Brain, brain, brain. They could have been, like, instead of Jane asking if Wild Bill well. still had a headache, it was like, hey, Bill, you still, are you awake yet, or uh, you want me to get you some whiskey, or? Right. How's that headache? Does he, because... Or maybe, maybe, just maybe, the writer is alluding to his uh, his his permanent headache <laughs> that he's about to receive. So, well, isn't there uh, in the next couple episodes here? He only lasts two episodes. Yeah, and he like lays in bed for it all. Could be about, three. He lays episodes. in bed for a whole day. Maybe it's three episodes. Yeah, maybe it's like four episodes because he ends up doing some stuff for Elma. We'll find out. So, yeah. We'll um, find out. Yeah, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves there. Right, we cut that. to another scene of E.B. and L, and they're working uh, Brom Garrett, who is Elma Garrett's wife. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I totally fucked this up. When I said we see Garrett for the first time, it's not Elma. It's Brom Garrett. Okay, that's right. That's right. We see Brom Garrett at the bar with L and E.B., and they're working uh, to sell Garrett an uh, Irishman named Tom Tim, was it Tim? Tim? Tim Driscoll? For a higher price for a claim. Yep. So they're trying to dupe him. They're, um, so we see that. They're discussing it. And then we cut to another scene. Bill and Charlie go to a saloon where they meet the newspaper guy, A.W. Merrick. And the saloon keeper, Tom Nettle. No. Jack McCall. He's there. Yeah. He says, I'm going to say this once and I ain't saying it again, but I ain't impressed. I ain't impressed by this guy. I ain't impressed by Wild Bill. That's supposed to be Wild Bill. Was old crooked-ass eye. He's like, I'm going to whoop his ass in some poker tonight. Yeah, he's like, I can't wait to, what did he say, though? Outgut him in poker or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Bill says, give me 50 for poker. And uh, Charlie's like, are you sure you want to do poker right now, Bill? You don't want to go check out the town? He's nope. like, I'm sure. I'm I'll right, see you later. Right See now. you later, Charlie. <laughs> 
AW then comments, says, I never thought I'd see Bill live long enough to meet him. To which you uh, <laughs> replied, right. don't worry, that's all you'll see. Right, basically, you don't <laughs> have to know see. the guy too much. Ain't that some shit? Man. Damn, I know, right? Two days in the town. Two days in the town. Uh, That was actually quite shocking to me when I first seen that, because I had no recollection that Wild Bill Hickok died in Deadwood. What? Nope. How do you not know Wild Bill, the most famous fucking outlaw, or not outlaw, gunslinger, right. died in Deadwood? I did not. Everybody knows that. Nope. Even if you're not even a fan of uh, I wasn't even Wild a, West stuff. I wasn't even really know who Wild Bill was until all this. Seriously. No lie. Until, De- until Deadwood. And I watched a lot of westerns and stuff. I mean, I probably, he was probably in a couple movies, but I just didn't really pay attention. It was, it was probably think, based on other people. I don't think there's too many movies that Wild Bick, well, Bick, Wild Bill is in that isn't about Wild Bill. So he's not like a, another character in another right. movie. Maybe. I I, so. I've never seen Wild Bill from the 90s. So they're working Driscoll for, or they're working Garrett for uh, to bid on a higher claim, and Driscoll's kind of in on this too. You'll see that. But Bill and Charlie, we know he goes to a saloon. I just said that. All right. Um, Trixie, that's where we are. Trixie wants the gem saloon maid to get her another gun, also known as Gimpy, also known as Jewel, the little gimp uh, keeper, Ooh. fucking housekeeper, maid, whatever the fuck she is there. And I don't blame Trixie. Got to have that gun. Got to have, have that, that gun. gun. Well, Driscoll, Garrett, and Al are sitting there, and uh, Garrett agrees to buy Driscoll's claim for 14000 Just right. then, EB comes in and offers sixteen. Uh, and Driscoll's like, well, I can't do an Irish choice. I'm not even going to try. But he's right. like, I'll take 20 He's like, uh, Garrett's like, wait, we already had a deal. He's like, well, there's more money on the table. So they bid back and forth until eventually they drive up Garrett's bid to twenty k. And Garrett is so happy. He's like, we did it, Al. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Obviously, Garrett is oblivious to what the fuck just happened there. Right. And Charlie tells Nuttle, back at the other Nuttle Saloon, that Bill has been losing a lot at poker and make a deal for Bill to play poker exclusively at Nuttle's Bar and Grill or whatever the fuck it's called. Obviously, it wouldn't be Bar and Grill, but Saloon. Um, he tells him to only give Bill some of the money and the rest to... Charlie, so he can put it away for Bill, because the man just got married. He wants to, right. he wants to uh, preserve his fucking. He's obviously what we failed to mention here too is he mentions that he had a warrant out in Abilene and says it's for vagrancy. Right. And then Charlie's like, "Stop joking around." So Charlie's <laughs> clearly um, trying to preserve that reputation that Wild Bill has there. So right. we can see Wait, that. Did Wild Bill have a uh, warrant? Yeah, he actually had a warrant he for did. vagrancy. Um, we can see that. Charlie's a good friend to Bill. He's trying to preserve his very, iconic very image friend. there. And maybe there is a little bit of price for it on the side because mm. he's friends with Bill, and Bill does well. Guess who does well as well? Yeah. Charlie does well. Right. That's a lot of wells in the sentence that I just said well again. Right. But he's more <laughs> like a, uh assistant. Think of him like a agent. Yeah, an agent, yeah. He's like his agent yeah. or his manager. Yeah, he's like his manager, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, I right. get it. He wants what's best for his client, right. basically. I like it. Who also happens to be one of his best friends. Exactly. And now, guys, is where we see Alma Garrett for the first time taking laudanum for yeah. her headaches. Yep. Well, Garrett thinks he was the one that, that Al swindled with. Oh, okay. Garrett thinks he's the one with Al that swindled Driscoll, not the other way around. Because mm. he goes in and says, Alma, spit in your hand. Yep. And he's like, we did it. We bought a claim. Yep. Um, it only cost us 20 grand, all yep. the money that we had. Um, I think he even says, we'll, we'll email the family. 
or we'll email, <laughs> we'll mail, we'll, we'll, we'll mail FaceTime. the family to... It's time to FaceTime mother. Right. <laughs> We're just looking for more money, uh, which Al's not going to be too happy about. Right. So then we cut to a scene where they took the guy that Trixie shot and they throw him in Mr. Woo's little pig pen and, and they, the fucking, they immediately oh. run over there and yeah. just start devouring this Devour. fucking dude. So which tells us this isn't the first time these guys have had human Right. They've tasted fucking blood before, and they wanted it right away. No signs of it the next day. Guarantee you that. So, of course, which we probably already guessed, but it reveal, it's revealed Driscoll is working with Al as they're up in the office negotiating. Al's pissed that Driscoll drove up the price to 20 Gs. He's like, I didn't fucking tell you to do that. Mm. So you're getting your cut of 14000 like we agreed upon. I'm keeping the next six. All right. Driscoll doesn't want to negotiate. He wants $20 and free pussy, so Hal's like, go see Dan. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, Deal. All right. He's like, okay. All right. What are you going to do? Cut to old Sal, or Sal, Saul and uh, Seth's hardware store. We see the old preacher for the first time. Yep. Preacher. Preacher guy was... Uh, they made him to be... He's a little weird. Like, yeah. You know who he reminds me of? Made him weird. You know exactly who he reminds me of. I'm not going to say his name. But he reminds me of a certain religious person that we know. Really? Kind of, huh? That hums to himself in right. the corner. Uh, I was thinking that too, but kind of, huh? He's a little out there like that. Not like exactly right. like that, but a little out there and weird, you know, like that. Right. He's a little weird guy. That's he's got, true. He's got some stuff going on in his head for sure. It's, that is know. true. And he would talk identical to that. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> the preacher's a little weird guy, but uh, he's got knowledge, that's for sure. Well, Bullock tells him that he's from Canada, and he's like, "Oh, Saul's cool. like, Saul's like, I'm born in Austria." Did you hear that? Corey? He's like, "Oh, yeah, I did." <laughs> and that they met in Montana. So Saul's born in Austria. Bullock's from Canada. Right. The preacher's like, "Oh, the places people are from." And Saul's like, "Well, actually, I was born in Austria and mm-hmm. grew up in Ohio. Ohio, some little town in Ohio. What was it called? What is it? Chattanooga, Sh- Chicatonga, or something like that. It started with a C." And they reveal that Saul and Bullock met in Montana, and that's where they became partners. So, yep. Well, that's what he asked. So, you guys met in Montana and became partners. Well, yeah, that's where we became partners. Yeah. What else you got, bud? Well, they wanted the preacher to right. <laughs> they wanted the preacher to. Um, watched their stuff for him while they went and um, viewed the town and just well, as they, they got there they set up and they didn't get a chance to do nothing right we didn't get to do anything guys we uh, mr sir pastor gonna go get a drink man just got here and all we've been doing was working all night well here's where stuff gets interesting in the old episode kind of like the tricky achy it's crescendoing into the final it's like instantly as they as uh seth bullock and uh soul star Enter into the society, you know. They walked into camp, basically. Right. They hadn't really they had one interaction with a dude that was impatient while they were, um, that, yeah, um, unloading. Right. But other than this, and as soon as they go out into regular life into the town, they're fucking confronted boom, with a confronted with a problem with the, already. With the story change of problem that's going to take all at least forty five minutes for us to figure it out. Right. <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> Episode one. This is it. They go out of the tent. All of a sudden, this guy comes up. He's got this look on his face. He tells me the whole family was murdered and scalped and Ooh. mutilated and, and just body parts thrown everywhere. They said, uh, Seth was like, Punky Monkey Baby. <laughs> Seth was like, like, what? Puppy Monkey Baby. <laughs> Did he just say that? He's like, well, well I'll he's, be. He's like, well, I'll, Puppy Monkey Baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be a Puppy Monkey Baby. 
<laughs> Seth is like, where did you see this? Or who? Who got killed? He's like, a parent, a couple, and some kids. Right. Um, Two or three. Well, they had three two, kids. Two, the preacher says the Mets family just went down that road to go back to Minnesota, but they had three kids, he says. Mm-hmm. The guy looks all nervous. He's like, well, could have been three. Body parts were everywhere. Right. Seth is looking. You can already tell a little Seth. He's a little uh, suspicious. He don't. He don't believe him. So he's like, "You look like you need a drink." Mm-hmm. So they go to Nuttles. We see Bill playing poker with Jack McCall. Right. Jack says he outdrew Bill, oh. and Bill makes sure to have Jack say it was about cards and nothing else. Well, the whole problem was, is this guy was like, "Oh, I lost. I lost. How do you not know? Right. You don't have three eights. He did that shit on purpose. He was playing. Right. Him. He was like, "Oh, I lost. This Damn guy it. had dirty thoughts in his mind when he sat down at the table. Well, we already established what kind of uh, right. character Jack McCall was when he said he wasn't right. impressed with Bill and he was going to murder him at poker pretty much. Yep. Murder him in life. And then, yeah, he's like, oh, you got me, Bill. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Oh, is that I thought, eight? I oh. thought I was bluffing on the eight, and then the eight's right there. Huh. I just I just outdrew uh, Wild Bill and Poker. Yeah. He's like, you mean with the eights? Well, yeah, say it, and then we'll play cards again. Yeah, he did. Bill's like, you, you better make sure you ain't fucking saying you outdrew me. And then he was like, what, you think I'm stupid? And he was like, I don't know, I just I, met you. I just met you. <laughs> I love that. I like that there. I don't know, I just met you. <laughs> but first impression, yes. Yes. <laughs> By the looks of it, yes. <laughs> right. It's leaning toward your dumb fuck. And I'm probably going to fucking... With that sh- crooked-ass eye. Right, shoot you in the face, but not until you shoot me in the back of the head. And not at all. <laughs> I will never shoot you in the face. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. I promise you everything. I promise you. I will never shoot you in the face. If you shoot me in the back of the head, <laughs> you you will not be shot in you the will, face. You will not have me. You will not have any return fire. So yeah, we cut to the bar over there, and Seth presses the guy about the massacre and says the third kid could still be alive. The guy's like, "I'm not going out tonight, buddy. I just came in for pussy." The guy's like, I just came in for pussy didn't, to drink, man. That's it. Right. That's what and he wanted to do. They're talking quietly at first, and then uh, Saul's like, raises his voice, says, what do you mean? There could be a kid out there alive, and yeah. Indians did it. And then, and then, and then, scenes, and then yeah. Charlie is standing right next to these guys the whole time, and then as soon as Saul fucking uh, raises his voice, he's like, what do you mean there could be a kid? <laughs> what do you mean? What kind of I mean, massacre? <laughs> yeah, Charlie Elder is literally sitting right next to the dude they're talking to the whole fucking time. Oh, Just man. not in in scene. You know, you can't see uh, him in well, picture. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody else, as soon as Charlie says that, everybody hears it. Right. The guy says, still, I'm not going out there. While Bill stands up and says, take us out there. Right. Everybody rides along, but you can tell the guy, and he's hiding something. Then they cut real quickly to a guy that runs out of the uh, saloon. You know he's going to he's going to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill and Seth speak privately, walking to their horses for the first time, and both raise their suspicions about the guy's story. Well, to prevent the Pinkertons from investigating why Garrett needs more money, him and Dan plan to take care of it. Al is informed about the massacre. And I put, it's obvious he knows about it, because these are my notes about this. And it's obvious he knows about it, but I don't think he does know about it, Kevin, what's about to happen. Who? Al. And knows about what? The massacre. You think he knew the family was going to die? No, I don't think. At, at this time, I thought he knew. I don't know about that. But it's clear that he didn't know. Maybe he knew He that. remarks later, because he remarks later in the episode when he finds out, um, just actually right here, where the guy comes and he's like, did the guy look happy about those guys riding out to go find her? 
So then that I was like, oh, but I already wrote it. I didn't, I didn't delete it. But <laughs> so, <laughs> and he's like, no, maybe I was, I was thinking that maybe he knew uh, it was suspicious. He had to know there's suspicious activity because uh, he was worried about what. Wild well, that's Bill why he like. he was worried about how Wow Bill was reacting. No, that's what basically what I was saying. No, he said the guy that told him right that that they took to go find the place, the guy mm. that told him about the massacre, right. he was like, well, did he look happy to be going to show them? With Wild Bill. No. Yeah, that's what no, he said, oh, no, with he, Bill. No, he just said, Are, does he look happy? Meaning, did he want them to go find it? So right there, you can tell he already has suspicions, but he doesn't necessarily, isn't the one behind it. Put it that way. I'm sure he hears stories and stories. He knows what the fuck goes on. He's a fucking mobster, basically. Basically. But in order, he's like, if word gets out, because this guy's already told, like, how many people down there? And he punches out his little assistant guy because he didn't bring him up. He's like, I told him as soon as I, I told him, he brought him up here as soon as I found out, damn it. Hit him right in the face. Hit him right in the face. He's like, now all these people, they're they're not going to buy pussy. They're not going to buy drinks. What the fuck? So to prevent that, he goes down there and he's like, gives a little speech, says, uh, I'd think about it, go tomorrow and uh, free drinks for everybody and puts free a $50 drinks. reward on Andy Indian's Half head. Half off pussy. He says, yeah. he says, I'll give a $50 reward on any Indian's head. Right. No, no up, meaning no ceiling on it. You can bring me as many heads as uh, you can. I'll give you 50 bucks for him. Then he's like, God bless the family. Puts his half off for the next 15 minutes. Right. <laughs> but you got this guy uh, calling for the massacre of Indians when they didn't even do this crime. It's just bad. Yeah, but you got to realize, like I said earlier, that this is right off the heels of I get it. Custer. Right. So, Indians. and then they're in the same area. So yeah, you can't try. And engines are fucking. Yeah. It's, it's not like it hasn't happened before where Indians were known to attack travelers, especially a single family. Riding by themselves. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But that was perfect when, when they showed that scene there. there. That was, now that I think about it, everything was there. You know, if it was an Indian uh, Indian massacre, there'd be nothing left. Well, whatever whatever was there to be used was be gone. Well, we're going to get there. Right. Because right now the maid hands Trixie another gun, as she had asked earlier for her to get one. Dead. Just then, Jane Jane comes in the drunk in the in the drunk. Jane comes in the gym. Says, "Where's Wild Bill? Where's Charlie Otter?" Everybody's just looking at her like, "What the fuck?" Nobody says nothing. And then she's like, "Is it true that a family was massacred? Why is nobody over here says, riding in the morning? Like, Why are we still here?" Says, "Riding in the morning." She's like, "Well, what's your fucking rush?" <laughs> right? What's your fucking rush? <laughs> she says, "Fuck this. She's going without oh, Charlie and Wild Bill, and she can't Bill. drink." She can't drink where she's the only one with balls in the whole place. place. And the music got louder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and she walked out. And just then, Al uh, hints to maybe it was road agents, possibly, uh, that killed the family. So he's on to a little bit of something. Then as he walks away, he tells Dan, don't forget to kill Tim. Right. (laughs) That's That's casually. That's what I love this movie. casually. Don't forget to kill Tim. Yeah, uh, don't forget to kill Tim. He's like, and then and then he looks at him. And he's like, kind of shocked that he said that out loud in front of everybody. Well, who's standing there? It was him, the guy that he punched, right? So it's two guys. Yeah, so, but you yeah. can see Dan still doesn't want to. Like, he's like, damn, 
Really? He's like, oh, fuck. All right. I hope you forget about that. <laughs> he won't. No. The posse arrive at the massacre where wolves are feeding on the family. Literally one wolf fucking walks away or runs away with a with leg a, or yep, something in his mouth. Something. He ran away. He got that. Well, they were 100% mutilated and literally laying everywhere. Just then, Bullock spots two wolves wandering around in the bush. So he he, <laughs> he takes his little fire stick. <laughs> he jumps off his horse. And as he lands, he shoves uh, his little stick much, into the ground. It's kind of like... Um, it was like those fucking... What superhero... Does this little staff in the ground and the, like the 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 fucking earth shatters or whatever? That's what the, basically what he did. Boom! It was right. like, and the wolves are like, yeah. and they fucking ran away. And like the bass hit in the, in the, in the show, it was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the wolves run away, and uh, sure, sure enough, sure enough, they find that little girl laying in the bushes with a half-eaten leg, but yet she's unconscious. I don't know how she's unconscious. She's probably just hiding. I don't think it was half eaten. She still had her leg. They might have like bit her once, maybe. Yeah, but she didn't make no noise or anything. How was she? She unconscious? was unconscious, hiding in a brush. I don't think she was hiding. I think she might have hid there and then yeah, like pass out or something. I don't know. You, no. I don't know, man. It doesn't explain it. You're you're no, going terrible. far too far That's, into this. No, that was the only thing. Yeah, no, there's no reason for her to be in there with making no noise. She should have been like, oh, oh, no, no. That's true. I mean, what are you gonna do though? How is she? How is she passed out, hidden in bushes? Do they explain it later on? No. I don't know if they do or not. Uh, may- maybe. I don't she, fucking know. I doubt it. She does start talking. So I don't think they ever ask her yeah. about what happened, though. Right. We have to check that out. So, uh, yeah, we'll get to there if, the, if it comes. But, yeah, it's a little weird that wolves are, like, nipping at her and she's just laying in bushes, uh, clearly uh, hidden. He, he And Bullock pulls her out all nice and calm. And she's, right. like, oh. she's still just passed out. Like Sleeping Beauty or something. And uh, speaking of, the next morning they're headed back. And they run into Jane, who, who, who uh, Bullock's like, finally a woman. Right. <laughs> instantly ends her as a child. That was my first thought, seriously. <laughs> and it was like. <laughs> there you go. Well, he was saying yeah. that to the horse, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not, he wasn't going. Well, he didn't go. He? he didn't go. Well, <laughs> to Jane. He? Here, take this baby. <laughs> it was just funny that it, it, it's. That's exactly what would happen but back then. But the thing though. is, I was going to know. That's what would happen back then. Is they all take off. And this unconscious girl that's injured, and uh, they show Jane riding away, and she's fucking Behind galloping. Him. She's galloping, and she's fucking, <laughs> and the fucking kids rocking up and back and forth like this kid. Who knows what right. the fuck could have like a concussion right. or something, and they could release violently had, riding they could with her. Had Jane lead the way and then follow behind, right? Right. They, just, right. they no, just right. They just they just took off. They stopped. Her. They stopped. And they stopped at the first woman on a horse and was like, "Here you go. Take this damn job. Towns this way. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> we did our job. Right, right, We're going right, town right. and go woohoo. That's hilarious. Woo woo. Woo They're gonna stand on stage and. Have a party that night. Dangling child fucking. Right. <laughs> Look what we found. <laughs> Look what we did. Guess what? I'm Marshall. <laughs> Not yet. No. I was. Right. Montana. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Just then, we cut to old Brom Garrett as he prepares to head to his claim. He's getting up in the morning, getting dressed all looking dapper, go to right. go to mine some gold in a yeah. river. I don't know why he's dressed up in he's trying, uh, a suit. He's trying his damnness to wake up his old lady. And he's like... <clears throat> But she's up. She's yeah. She's, she's looking up. at him when she's she's looking at him when while he's, he's got his back turned, right. and then as soon as he turns around, she fakes like she's sleeping still. So there's already come kind of some kind of yeah. Uh, you can already tell something there. She's like fuck this guy, right? Pretty this, much. This guy's a douche. And as uh, soon as he leaves, 
she looks out the window and then starts doing her little fucking laudanum shit again. Right. So she's just up. waiting. She don't want to talk to him. She's waiting for her next fix. Right. And then she sees something where she's going to need another fix. <laughs> well, Dan and EB just then, though, break into Driscoll's room and Dan stabs him to death. No. Ain't that crazy? So Dan didn't forget to, til- to kill Tim Mm-mm. at all. And just then, just like, this is like quick scenes right. that that killing Driscoll scene literally yeah. took two seconds, and yeah. then bam, we're Out. we're we're right back to the posse arriving back in town. Uh, A. W. Merrick, the newspaper guy's like Doc, Doc, right, Doc, right, <laughs> Doc, and then right. uh, Doc comes out, takes the girl, and Jane points her gun at us. Like, Why are you fucking away from me? Right. Charlie comes up. He she don't mean no harm. She's just excited. <laughs> just, just let it do so it. they take the girl going for go inside. Seth gets off his horse, goes and confronts the guy that uh, told the story about the girl in the first place, tells him to stay if she lives, yeah. to see if she lives. He's like, nah, <sighs> I, I, I mean, I've done my out. part. I pray for the little girl, but yep. I'm about to roll out. Roll out. Seth tells him he's not. Well, he ain't leaving nowhere. I don't believe the story. Too much shit was ransacked. You get off the course or there'll be consequences. Too much shit was ransacked in the old uh, right. carriage and nothing was stolen. You guys were looking for fucking money. The guy's like, I'm innocent, dude. Right. I didn't do nothing. I led you to him. And Seth's like, I don't believe you stepped down. Yeah. Just then, the guy draws his gun. Oh. And by this time, Bill's there, and both Seth and Bill draw theirs. Boom! It looked to me clearly that Bill got him. You can I've see seen. the smoke. I don't even think Seth's shot. Uh, I think the only smoke came from uh, uh, Bill's gun. Yeah. Well, Bill asks, who did that? And Seth right. says, my money's on you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I'm pretty sure, though. I'm pretty sure if you go back and watch that, the only the only smoke comes out of uh, looks, Wild Bill's yeah, gun. I, I was I was looking at it earlier. I think Seth kind of... He pulled his gun out, but by the time he, he did... Well, while Seth is right or walking up Bill to the guy... Shot. Well, while Seth is walking up to the guy, Wild Bill asked Saul what kind of gun your uh, partner right. has. Right. He's like, I don't feel qualified to tell. So that tells you right there that Seth is a badass with the gun already. And I think he just wanted to. I still would have think Seth would have got him before the I think other guy Seth, pulled his gun out. But I think Seth was smart enough to not upstage Wild Bill. Is my point. He's not going to upstage. Well, he knew he had Wild Bill sitting next to him. That's what, well, not even, not only that, he's not going to upstage him, and he be the one that was right. killed him. And when Wild Bill is known as the best gunfighter and fastest gunslinger and in the fucking, imagine how much in the West you have on that, right? So I think that was a little bit there. I'm. Pretty sure I have to go back and watch, but the only smoke I seen from guns were from Wild Bill's. Right, but now, um, imagine, imagine you having that much trust in another man, knowing this motherfucker is going to pull a gun out. I hope this guy is supposed to be the fastest. You know, he's the baddest motherfucker. Let's see what happens. And sure enough, I mean, you had yours out, but was it fast enough? I still think, yeah, I think Bullocks was. I think so, but I don't think it would have been a kill shot like. Oh, hiccup. Oh, as we see, uh, they shoot, they cut to the guy who will get his name in the uh, second episode when they finally figure it out. But, right. uh, um, they shoot to the guy and, uh, bullet right through his eye. Right through his eyeball. Right through his eyeball. So that's some accurate fucking, uh, shooting there. That's basically like a hip shot, too, because he's just. Exactly. Man. Well, we cut to Dan meeting Brom Garrett to head to the claim. <laughs> Brom shows him. <laughs> Brom shows him yeah. his little his little pan, and Dan just gives him a, a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> like, good he's for you, like, little buddy. After all this happened, he's like, "Well, this is what, yeah, yeah, good for you, little buddy." And that's yeah. when we see uh, Alma looking out the window, and uh, they walk away, and she immediately starts taking another little dose of laudanum. So she's one hundred percent addicted to this by now, as right. we can already tell. 
already taken two shots in the morning. Right. So all this dust settles. Guy's laying dead in the street. I cut to L in his room. He's looking out the window. And you can see the thing here, if you notice, especially me. I mean, you may not notice if you've never seen the series, but since I've seen it, I already knows what happens. You can see the way that L shuts his curtain. And you'll see in episode two, too, because it's 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 kind of laid out there. But he's threatened by Wild Bill. He's the fucking runner of this town. Right. Al is. And now we got but, Wild. He knows the reputation but, of Wild Bill coming and taking yeah. over towns. So he's kind of like, this motherfucker, dude. But he knows he can't do shit about it. And he knows he's not going to do anything about it. Pretty much. Well, we'll see in episode two because he tries to. But, yeah, but he knows better. Nevertheless, we see him closing his curtains after witnessing the guy get gunned down and... He uh, lays down in his bed. He, he's in. He he don't know what the future of his town. All of a sudden, it's like a shock. You know, everybody gets the that future shock. of his criminal right criminal em- empire is, is officially in jeopardy. in jeopardy. Is officially under fire to him, right? Pretty much. So right now he's got to go in bed, and it's six o'clock in the morning, or the fuck time it is, and got to think about this. Just then, we hear a knock on the door, though. Ooh. he grabs his gun, puts it under the covers. Don't not sure why he what he was that. thinking there, but yeah. uh. Um, says come in and here we go see Trixie all beat up, bruised and battered. She takes off her nightgown, gets naked. For me, for me, I don't care. Back then, that's how it was. If I was him, I would have said open it up and I would have had my fucking pistol pointing at the door. Knowing who he is, what he does, somebody's knocking on his door. Wait a minute. Doesn't he have Wait guards Wait a minute. Now outside? this makes sense. Why wouldn't he have guards outside? No, the, now door? this makes sense. He knows his Trixie. Now that I'm thinking about this. He knows his Trixie? He beat the shit out of her. All right. And earlier in the episode, Dan says, what did he say about Trixie being more dangerous than Driscoll or whatever, yeah, remember? And yeah. he's like, don't I fucking know that? Yeah. And Al says. And then he knows it's, because remember, he gave Trixie the look walking up the stairs. Yeah. And then he knows it's Trixie, so he knows she probably has another gun or something. For sure. Because he ain't stupid. Yeah. So he gets his gun. Right. She comes in the room, lays her gun on the table next to him. Yeah. Gets naked and lays down with him. Right. That's the end of the episode. So he was waiting. Maybe, maybe this bitch might get a little crazy because I put my fucking boot on her throat. But he knows. And then the whole time, isn't she, that weird though? He has no other. He has no worries about anybody else coming and kill this motherfucker, but his main whore. <laughs> he was like, "This bitch might fucking she's crazy enough." And to she do could it. do it because everybody knows. Let it through. She's crazy, right? She's crazy. She's crazy enough to do it, as we've just, seen already. And she so. just walked in my room with the loaded pistol and set it next to my fucking table, right? Next to my head. Well, that to him said, "I'm loyal to you, baby." Right. So she gets naked, lays her head on his chest, and uh, camera pans out on L staring into the camera, pretty much. Just like, all right. And then boom, end credits. That's the end. That was a of great the first episode that was of a great, Deadwood. That was a great first episode. I would have been hooked, and I was. I would have been hooked as a Wild West fan, as a storytelling fan, as anything. Is there not a better fan of writing, a fan of acting? There was that was. Is there not a better fucking what what pilot episode of any series could get better than that? I mean, honestly, I don't think so. No. Um, like I said, like the Sopranos, it took me like one or two episodes to get in. I mean, in. the pilot of ba- Breaking Bad was pretty good. The pi- yeah, but it wasn't enough to get me hooked. I had to wait a couple of episodes. This one right here go- got me hooked the first, very first episode. I was like, yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, 
I was like, yep, this is the show I'm both. Bunker down, boys. This isn't this. I was like, babe, go get about three boxes of popcorn and a couple 30 packs. This isn't the I'm type of show where you, I don't know, I guess back when this came out in 2004. Could you imagine watching this every week? And I was, that's what I was just about to say. And they had cliffhangers like fucking Deadwood. That's what I, mean, I was Deadwood, just. Like fucking, uh, uh, Deadwood Bad. had cliffhangers no. like a Deadwood. I mean, I, that's what I can give Breaking Bad. Their episodes ended where you're like, whoa, you motherfucker. Right? And you had to wait another week. Deadwood definitely had cliffhangers, but, like, this is the pilot episode, so. Oh, that was a good. This is the pilot episode. Yeah, that was a good end of the episode right there. That was perfect. In my opinion, that was a very perfect end to an episode. The very first episode? See, episode two, now that I'm looking at my notes, uh, it definitely ends with a, not like a drastic cliffhanger, but definitely a what's going to happen in episode three type deal. This is, episode, to me, episode one still it's got the cliffhanger, but it's not necessarily right at the end because we still got, we got the storyline with the girl. Right. Is she going to wake up? And then we have, now we have the dynamic with Trixie and Al, Seth, Wild Bill. We got a we already know that, that Jack McCall guy is fucking up to no good. So there's that. Uh, yeah, guys, I know this episode (laughs) ran fucking probably about an hour in the whole the first episode was only 46 we minutes. Went, but we, we were like, uh, that was a good fucking review of the very, very first episode. I'll take it. This is literally everything that happened in the episode. <laughs> literally. Uh, when right. we say we're recapping the episode, this is what we're doing. <laughs> we're recapping the episode. And hey. um, right. some of the stuff wasn't on here. That was, this is, We just have like bullet points right. of the scenes. And right. then like we did. It's the episodes are going to be about an hour long, if not point, more. If we if we get to side conversations is, of how we like the scene, the what happened, if, especially when right, shit picks up and right, there's been a right. iconic scene, we'll get to fucking if, talking about if, it. And if you watch Deadwood a couple times, you probably know what we're talking about. But if you only watched it once, you might want to go back and watch each episode. And I can't imagine this is the type of show. Let's be honest, we're doing it for us because right. this is the type of show. This is a very niche show, right? And if anybody's listening to this... You're lucky we're not doing it as a watch-along. <laughs> if anybody's listening to this... We might do a couple watch-alongs here and there. But if anybody's listening to this, they've already, they've already seen this. Right. So they should know what we're talking about here right. anyway. So Yeah, if guys. Not, if not, they'll, it'll, it'll, it'll lead them to go back and watch that episode, which gives right. which gives whatever Deadwood's on right. more ratings. Because and- I'm going to be honest, when I reviewed this episode... Because dang, uh, his idea to do this episode, but he didn't. He didn't do his own review. So what, this episode again, we're we we're, we're working whole, off of my own notes. That's my idea to do the whole show. I haven't got a chance to watch the show yet. We're Sorry. doing it off my own notes. So uh, so Next maybe episode. maybe episode two, dang, will have his own. All right, his own shit that he right. actually. But I did. I put mine in there. So basically, what I would done I only because we had a, only because we had to do a quick fucking watch of the first episode right before we recorded. And this. It worked out great. Sad. Next one's gonna be a little more Sad. in depth because yeah, because I only got little bits and pieces. I like to see the whole show because I get to, you know you get to see everything. You know what I'm saying? Literally, what I just did, what you guys just heard, is a running. I'm watching the episode and typing what I see as it goes on. So from right. opening up in Montana, the first fucking line all the way down here, I'm typing as I'm watching. Let's we'll check it out from there, bud. See so you. yeah, that's be interesting more when Dang actually gets his own kind of 
typing while he's watching. We'll see right. what scenes sticks out to him and what scenes stick out to me. And do we differ or do we have the same thoughts on the same scenes here? So it'll be interesting to uh, compare notes. That way. That's the way it was originally supposed to be. But since I promised this would be out. It still worked out that way. Since I promised. But this, it still worked out that but way. But since I promised this would be out on the 21st and it's the 17th and we won't have a chance to record before the 21st. Um, we kind of had to do this since. Dang dropped right. the ball on this one, but uh, we'll, 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 we'll blame Dang on that one there, no. guys. But didn't drop the ball because I never picked it up. <laughs> that's the problem. Well, that's the fucking whole problem well, right there. Well, so yeah, that's gonna do it for episode one, season one of Deadwood, entitled uh, "Fittingly Deadwood." Remember this aired. Episode. This aired exactly seventeen years ago today. If you're listening on the uh, date March twenty first, two thousand four, a Sunday, just like today's. A Sunday that you're listening to this, and we'll be back next week for episode two called Deep Water. Deep Water. Which aired March 28, 2004. I'll give you a little summary real quick to uh, just end this episode. As suspicions arise that road agents, quote unquote, may have been the true perpetrators of the massacre, Swearingen takes a special interest in the health of its sole survivor, a young girl ministered to by the unlikely team of Doc and Calamity Jane. Mm. So that's your... uh, Little uh, wants, summary. Swearingen probably wants to make himself look like a. I don't uh, think he wants um, word of road agents, right? Out there so uh, massacring trying... families. He wants he wants the narrative of right. the Indians doing it, right? And then he so, wants to make himself look good, though, right? So he's gonna help the girl any way he can. Well, I don't know about that. So uh, <laughs> we'll we'll be back <laughs> next week for Deep Water episode two of Deadwood for their baby uh, do. Until then, go check us out. If you're uh, listening to Deadwood, you obviously like Old West stuff, so go check out Outlaws and Gunslingers over on the c- Creative Control c- oh, whoa, Creative Control Network. Hey, I'm fucking stuttering over my shit, <laughs> and it's actually pretty fitting right stuttering now. Stuttering Stanley, stuttering Stanley. <laughs> it's actually pretty stuttering fitting Stanley. right now because we are stuttering in Stanley, stuttering Stanley, the Little Bighorn, Stanley, stuttering Stanley. <laughs> the battle of little bighorn we yes. are in right now which would be <laughs> we've already done episode one episode two is coming out after this episode yes it will um two days from now actually right. on tuesday so uh that'll be the second part of the battle of little bighorn so wednesday. that's tuesday um which wait isn't today wednesday yeah <sighs> when shows out on wednesday you put a show out we're putting this show out Sunday. The next fucking Little Bighorn will be out Tuesday. Why you put the other show out yesterday? Oh, my gosh. Obvious fucking Lee. Oh, I didn't know that. But anyways, it's pretty fitting that we're on the Little Bighorn and uh, starting the Deadwood review at the same time because right. Calamity Jane actually right. played a big part with Custer's army. Damn right. Um, she was a scout for him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, go check that out on the Creative Control Network. After part two of Little Bighorn, I think we'll do uh, Billy the Kid, which is two parts probably. Yep. Then I think we got one more town. We got Maybe. a four part Wyatt Earp, and then we got a couple uh, gambling and uh, that kind of stuff. Which and then, was set us into. And then we'll be going into Prohibition era stuff. Going to nineteen so, twenty. Siegel. We already did all Bugsy. those people not on this channel. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. Huh? Yeah, you released Bugsy already. Right. We got George Remus and Lucky Luciano that we've already recorded um, before we started uh, teaming up with CCN. Over here. So, yeah, they're over on the Creative Control Network. So, go check us out over there. And as usual, right now, you're looking at flagship. <laughs> the flagship. The flagship. Some people might call their shows the flagship. Oh, yeah. But the flagship, uh, I don't know, actually, because our watch long, Monday Night Watch Long, where we watch wrestling, 
from the, the Monday Long, Night War era. Watch Along will always, in, um, always will be number one show because we got. It's in dire straits, though. I don't care because uh, if anybody's a WWE fan, you know that they're moving to Peacock Network, right. and the only thing available from them until at least August is only the years last year's pay per view. So I don't know if we can. I don't know if we're going to be able to continue doing our. Watch along says nothing. None minute. of that content will be on Peacock yeah, as WWE to... Network will no longer be available in the U.S. We might have to pause it. I think uh, if we can't find none of that stuff on YouTube or something, yeah, we're definitely going to have to. So, mm. so either or, we're going to have to record. A f- we have up until April fifth. We have one in the bank right now. We can at least record at least five or six more before then. Hopefully. So, um, Hopefully. yeah, other than that, I don't know. I guess Deadwood's going to be, your Deadwood review is going to be all the mouth of Michiganders are pushing out because um, music history is ending as well. So, yep. other than that, you guys already know where to find us. Lee and no Corey on the case. I want to rock. Oh, yeah, we got, yeah. We re-recorded our very first episode we ever did over there, Lee and Corey on the that. case. Go, so, go check that out as well. And, yeah, we'll be back next week, episode two. Deep water. Deep water. This is the Mountain Michiganders with Bang and Dang.